A game about war has been delayed indefinitely due to similarities to a current war. There's a great HIO bundle that will help you financially support those affected. Tonight is March 13th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. You want to know it's hogwash? Is that I thought it was going to be fun watching some sports this fall. And then he unretired like 20 minutes ago. Don't need that in my life. Uh, and now half my audience is tuned out because I started with sports before I even introduced myself. Hello and welcome to a not uh, sports edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on Sunday night, uh, welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we do tape the show live each and every Sunday night over at our Twitch page of the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. That is where I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. Uh, and uh, and we can talk about uh, things going on in, in gaming and what you're thinking about uh, stuff. Uh, but if you can't be here on Sunday nights, uh, we do have a Discord server. Vognetwork.com slash Discord gets you the free invite. Uh, we have a text chat channel where people can post uh, stories that they want to cover on the, sh- on the show. One of the ones uh, that we're talking about here was actually... Uh, alerted to me through our Discord. It's the only way I would have heard about it, and we're going to talk about it pretty quickly here in the beginning. Uh, But uh, you can go there. Uh, And also, um, I apologize to those of you who may be listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, For whatever reason, uh, Apple Podcasts has been having a tough time uh, updating RSS feeds, uh, which is the, the what's underneath what runs the show. That's basically the, the, the manifest of the episodes and stuff. Uh, so it wasn't actually getting my shows. Uh, so I went in and I had to do some stuff with uh, my Apple uh, account. Apparently they have a new Apple podcast interface for podcasters. Uh, so I got that all set up and then magically somehow like I went in there. I'm like, all right, so let me see how I can get this fixed. And it had fixed itself. So uh, as far as I know... Uh, Apple Podcast is updating again, and I didn't have to really do anything, uh, but it was several days behind. So um, I apologize to those of you that listen on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I, it's, uh, I, I know episodes don't get out as regularly. They do get out during the week, but it's a different time each week. Uh, but they were actually withholding an episode, the last episode, for, for whatever reason. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so I apologize for that, but let's go ahead and get into some of the topics here in the show. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, a game that uh, I, I enjoyed the original many years ago. Uh, and then a, a, a new version of the game. I'm not going to call it a remake or a remaster. It's a new game uh, by, by Square Enix that uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And it's Chocobo GP. So Chocobo GP, uh, it's a kart racer with uh final fantasy characters it's the final fantasy kart racer and uh i uh i I noticed that they had a what's called a light version so it looks like it's a free-to-play game uh and uh you you can get a light version and for 40 bucks you get the uh the full version you upgrade it to the full version and so i'm like you know what i'm gonna give this a shot i'm going to try chocobo gp uh, I'm going to see what it's all about and I'm going to, I'm going to see, you know, because I mean, there's a free to play version, so why not? Right. Um, so I, I, I booted it up and, uh, and so Chocobo GP, I, I played it on switch, which I believe is the only place it's on. I believe, I, I believe it's only on switch. Uh, and you boot it up and immediately I'm like, is this Genshin impact? Uh, and in the sense that, uh, it looks like a lot of uh, gotcha mechanics like Genshin Impact, which is an actual free-to-play title. Uh, but it, it, it is and it isn't. 
because it, it, it is in the sense that there's all the gotcha mechanics. It isn't in the sense that you actually have to pay the 40 bucks to get access to the gotcha mechanics. Uh, you also can't uh, do much. In the, you can do like the prologue uh, in, in the light version, but the story mode is locked behind the 40 bucks, which I understand that at least. I understand that part. Uh, so all you get is uh, the prologue of the story mode, which kind of teaches you how to play a little bit. Uh, and then you can play the 64-player GP, which is actually kind of neat. And you actually gain, like, coins, in-game currency, but you literally cannot spend any of the in-game currency that you earn in the free version unless you play uh, pay the 40 bucks. So the Chocobo GP mode, which is it's an interesting concept, it's um, there are uh, four races of eight, and then the top four winners uh, play against all each other. So then there's 32 people, and then the top four winners there play in two races until it gets to the top. I actually made it to the round of se- the, the the semifinals. Um, I was very very proud of myself that uh, I, I actually got second place. I never got first, but I got second place a couple times. Um, and there's this like sticker you can put on. Uh, that gets you more XP, uh, and but those are finite, and you have to win those in the gotcha mechanics. Um, so, uh, and uh, E3VL says, how are the microtransactions? Well, you can, once you buy the $40 game, then you can buy the coins to then uh, uh, buy the stuff, or you can play the game a whole lot, uh, and you have to play it online, because if you play the offline version, you get like next to nothing. Um, and fifth dream says, I played five minutes and realized I had one mode I could play without free to play mechanics. And then I quit. Uh, and, um, and, uh, Mike Deft says they did my boy Chocobo wrong. I know Mike Deft was really, really excited for this. And I was like, yes, I'm, I'm here for it too. Uh, and then I saw what they were doing and Tiger Claw says, uh, uh, this would probably be better if the player was riding on top of Chocobos. I, I mean, it's a, it's a cart racer with Chocobos, but you can get like, cloud and you can get squall uh which i i i saw him but i don't know if they're calling him squall or leon i don't know and uh um i thought it would be kind of neat i played the the version uh the the free version i did a couple races i did a couple races online i'm like okay this is kind of cool but the fact that they're like pushing all the gotcha mechanics where you get the microtransactions of coins to be able to maybe get something and you know, it's the Genshin Impact model, except unlike Genshin Impact, you have to pay to get in. And I believe, and I read something about this, and I believe something, and maybe somebody in chat can corroborate on this, is that right now, if you have the game now, you can get the free event that opens the shop. If you don't play it right now, if you get this game down the line, there's actually a charge to open the shop after you've done the $40. And I, I, it's probably in-game currency, so you actually have to play a little bit to get the in-game currency to open the shop. Um, and so that's, that's just to even, like, buy anything. Right now it's free as a launch bonus, but I think in the future, like, you pay the 40 bucks, and then you got to pay again to be able to use the in-game shop or something like that. Um there's a question, a uh, real question from SJ when I'm at, is Crazy Chocobo on the soundtrack? Uh, I didn't hear it. Uh, I don't know if you can pay for it, and it's there. I don't know. Uh, Mike Def says, you know, Crazy Chocobo is the least of my worries with this game. Crazy Chocobo, for those who have not uh, been around this show for a long time and maybe don't know, uh, in, um, what was it, Final Fantasy 13-2 or 10-2? It was one of those twos. Um, I think it was 13-2. There's a a chocobo. Uh, there's a chocobo theme in all the games, and what they do is uh, the chocobo. Is, they do the chocobo theme that everybody knows, but they do it in different uh, styles, and it'll be like March Day Chocobo is the March version, and Samba Day Chocobo is the one that's Samba. Crazy Chocobo is the heavy metal version with lyrics, asking if you want to ride this chocobo. It is a thing, and it is in thirteen two. So I was right the first time. Uh, It it is absolutely a thing uh, that I used to torture people on my podcast. And then we got on Twitch and I'm like, that is not a DMCA violation I want to risk. 
so that that's what they're talking about is Ch- Crazy Chocobo, which uh, it was in theater rhythm. So like, it's not that they shy away from Crazy Chocobo. Like, they, it it still exists in the Square pantheon of of music. Questbuster says in Genshin Impact you can earn in-game cu- currency primogems. There's like five in-game currencies in Genshin Impact. I still like I played it for like ten or twelve hours, and I still like okay. There's this currency, but anyway, you can get the in-game currency at a drip feed to roll on characters and weapons and special banners. Nothing is really locked out except one or two cosmetic items. Still gotcha, but not as obnoxiously gotcha as others. And you know, this you can it'll drip feed you as well. But from apparently from what people are saying is. It, if you dr- play only offline, you get, like, next to nothing. You have to play the online modes, do the online races, do the Chocobo GP or anything like that in order to even think about getting enough in-game currency to get the 5000 whatever you need to get the chance to get Cloud. So Mike Dev says, do you think you can buy this Chocobo? Much less ride it. Just buy it. So uh, Questbuster says, but wow, Square Enix, why you do this? They like money. Um, thankfully, like, none of this is using the blockchain. So we're not, even though Square Enix wants to do that, none of this is on the blockchain. None of this is, needs the blockchain to happen. Uh, but they are tracing that free-to-play tra- uh, train. So sadly, no Chocobo GP in, in, in my future. I played it. I thought it was a neat concept in the racing uh, but I'm not going to go through the rest of the stuff to get to the racing. But this coming Friday is bonus wave number one of the new Mario Kart 8 tracks. Uh, so we're going to get 48 tracks over the next two years in six waves. The first wave comes out on Friday. It's a $25 uh, DLC, or if you have that expansion pass, uh, it comes with that. Now, one thing I did learn... Uh, is uh, in terms of buying it versus having it as the expansion pass. This is something to note, and I'm sure this is the same for the Animal Crossing DLC. Uh, if you have the Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, or actually, let me back up. Let's Let's take that out of the equation. Let's say you buy a game on the Nintendo Switch. The way it works is that the license is attached to the your primary console as well as your account. So the the license being on your primary console means any profile on that console can use that purchased thing. Okay, that's and that's how Microsoft works. That's how Sony works. That that it, it, that's standard. So the console you that is your primary console has you can play it even if you're offline. You can play that DLC. You can play that game. If you're offline, it's fine. If you are logged in on your profile on another console, you have to be connected to the Internet to be able to play that. The minute you get kicked off, it kicks you out. That is standard. Uh, I know some people don't like that. I am personally okay with that. that. But that's me. So if you buy the Mario Kart 8, uh, the deluxe pack, the, the bundle of these six waves... You get it for the one-time fee of $25. It will be available to any profile on your Nintendo Switch. If you have the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass and you get it from that, it is, even if you're connected to the internet, it is only available to the profile that has Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass. So keep that in mind. If you think, okay, maybe the, maybe I'll get the expansion pass for this. And, may, you know, that way, you know, I have kids that have kid profiles that are not part of Nintendo Switch Online, uh, but they play Mario Kart on their profiles. They're not going to be able to use these tracks if you get it through the expansion pass. But if you buy the $25, uh, buy it separately then, yes, all the other profiles that are not necessarily Nintendo Switch Online profiles will have access to it on that console. Now, if you have the Nintendo Switch Online Family Pass uh, and all those accounts are connected to, the like, are on your Family Pass, then they will have access to the DLC when they are online. If you go offline, it's gone. So uh, just keep that in mind. If that's something you're thinking about, you know, maybe you'll get the expansion pass so you can get these tracks. Um so, uh, you know, just, just keep that in mind if you have multiple profiles. 
So I'm, but I'm looking forward to those tracks. Uh, going to see what they are like. Some of those I haven't played because there's Mario Kart Tour tracks that they've made uh, and, and stuff. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, you want to know what I want though? In a future wave, some of those Mario Kart arcade tracks. Like there was a Pac-Man track in Mario Kart Arcade. Why can't we have that? That's what I want. Something my wife wants. Her favorite Nintendo character is Princess Peach. And uh, I've talked in the past in the show about the Mario uh, Legos, the Super Mario Legos. In fact, I've even got them back here, some of the stuff uh, back here. And um, I bought some of the sets and talked about them. Uh, And then they had the Luigi starter set. Well, good news is uh, that now my wife has told me that we are now buying three sets of Legos on August 1st of this year. Because Destructoid reports... That uh, they they had their this week was the reveal of not one, not two, but three brand new Lego sets featuring Princess Peach. Uh, the Fair Princess will be the next character in line to receive an electronic interactive figurine following on the Super Mario Brothers themselves. The first Lego Super Mario Princess Peach set is the Adventures with Peach starter course. Uh, this uh, 354 piece set includes the Lego Peach figure, along with a basic course that features a start pipe, a goal, uh, goal pole, a swing set, a lava bubble challenge, a flying question block, and two very cool figurines of Yellow Toad and Koopa Kid Lemmy. The starter set will retail for about $60 uh, in the U.S. and is the key purchase for those wanting the Lego Peach interactive figurine. So uh, this is... Uh, um, th- this is kind of the starter stuff. So this is like Mario had one of these and uh, Luigi had one of these because in order to create a course, you need the start and the end. Uh, and so and then you you gain points. The way it works is that there's a score counter on the figurine. Um, it's a, there's a couple of uh, like L- LCD screens, LED screens. I don't know exactly what it, what's under the hood, but there's there's digital screens and you get points as you jump on little. Uh, they're not really QR codes. They're more like barcodes, but all the enemies have a barcode on them. Uh, certain elements on the course have a barcode on them, uh, but there's a special one for the pipe where where you start and then the the flagpole where you end. So you have, you have to have those. So that's what's in the starter course and you get Peach in there. Uh, S.J. Renamat says, uh, who, who actually posted this on our Discord, and that's how I found out about it. I didn't see it anywhere else. But our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. So thank you, Matt, uh, for destroying my wallet. So there's that. Uh, and then the second new set is the Cat Suit Peach uh, Cat Peach Suit and Frozen Tower Expansion. So this 494-piece kit includes a super cute cat, scoot, uh, cat suit skin for the Lego Peach figurine, as well as a diorama of the Frozen Tower. Features include an ice block, yellow fruit, pal block, and Lego figures of Toad, uh, irradiating, uh, irritating sorcerer Kamek, and the rarely seen Cat Goomba. The Cat Peach suit set will retail for around $80 and is designed for use alongside the previous Lego Super Mario starter kits. That This one has some other enemies, and the suits, what they talk about with the suits, is you can actually put the Peach figurine inside a suit that has a color in it, and that's how it, the sensor, there's a little visual sensor, camera sensor on the bottom of the figurines, uh, and it gives them different abilities uh, and, and different sounds and things like that. So uh, that's what this has, and then there's there's a tower and some other enemies. And uh, Fifth Dream says, sounds like uh, it, it would be so easy to cheat. Uh, sure, uh, you can, and because uh, and it's a 60-second timer. But then, but then, the centerpiece of this collection is Peach's Castle Expansion Set, which is the one thing my wife's like, when they come out with that, we're getting it day one. I'm like, oh, great. This 1,216-piece set consists uh, consists of a detailed diorama of Peach's Castle, which includes a reversible throne room, a time block, and five unique Lego character figures, including Toadette, Bob-omb, Goomba, Ludwig von Koopa, and the big bad himself Bowser. So you get yet another Bowser, because I already have a Bowser. Uh, the Peach's Castle expansion will retail for a princely $130 and is designed for use in conjunction with the previous Lego Super Mario Super Starter sets. 
All three Lego Super Mario Princess Peach sets are scheduled to release on October on August first, twenty twenty two, and that is going to be something like three hundred dollars out of my wallet. Um, so, and what's gonna what is kind of nice is that um, if you just want like the castle and you don't want the Princess Peach starter set, uh, there usually are firmware updates for the little figurines the, because it connects by Bluetooth to your phone. And you can update the firmware on the figurine to be able to recognize these new enemies uh, because there is an app and the app is also where all the instructions are. They don't give you the app. Uh, they don't give you the instructions on paper anymore for some of these. Uh, but there are uh, there, there's you. You basically you scan something and then it says, OK, now we know you own this set. Here's the instructions. You can now include it in your courses because when it's it's it they, they're trying to stop but probably doing a bad job of people just printing out the, the barcode. Um, but people are printing out the barcode and not buying stuff and getting the scores and stuff. So um, E3VL says, don't see Peach. Uh, is she in another castle? We'll see if you have any of the other castle sets, uh, which my, my wife does have uh, one uh, Aurora's castle, Sleeping Beauty castle. Uh, we could put Peach in there and then she's in another castle. Fifth Dream says, delayed until Q1 2023 because video games. Womp womp. Uh, ZenMonkey11 says, million dollar question. Will people be able to walk in a store and buy these, or is this going to be for collectors and scalpers? Uh, so, believe it or not, this is not a scalper-heavy thing. Uh, I have seen the Super Mario sets and the Luigi sets in Target on the shelf. Um... I have seen the bigger sets. Uh, if you do have a Lego store near you, uh, which you may not, I do. There's a Lego store in the mall that's just about five miles away. Uh, I've even seen the the this the NES, the the Nintendo, the like the two thousand piece Nintendo with the TV and stuff. I've actually seen that on the shelf in our local Lego store. So these do not seem to go as fast as other video game commodities. Uh, so I had and and they also sell these little like bags of stuff. So if you want like some uh, other, um, you know, some some other little things that that you can add to your course, like those are like little little grab bags. And they, I've seen them on the shelf at Target. Uh, I've seen them on the shelf at, at Walmart. And you know, uh, Best Buy even had some of these. Like Best Buy has a Lego section. Used to be where Lego Dimensions was. Now they just sell regular Legos. Uh, but I've seen the Mario and Luigi sets and the expansion sets and stuff over there. So, uh, as Matt says, Lego does a good job of pushing these out so they're not, not really in short supply except for around holidays. However, they do discontinue sets after a while. The only Lego sets I've had a tr had trouble getting are like the uh, limited sets that they do around Christmas, like the gingerbread house uh, or some other sets like that. But usually everything else... I haven't had a problem getting. Uh, and even when I thought I was going to have a problem getting them, I walk in and I get it. And then, you know, because I've pre-ordered it and then I go pick it up uh, or it gets shipped to me. And then the next time I go to the Lego store, there's like 10 of them on the shelf. Uh, like the women in NASA one was like that. And, uh, you know, I thought like the Tron light cycle was going to be hard to find. No, there's Tron light cycles on the shelf at my local store. E3VL says never seen a Lego store before. There is one in my mall. Uh, local mall and you can even get like uh you can they you can even do the like get your own brick type stuff they've got like all and then they just weigh it so if you need like a specific brick uh or a bunch of specific bricks you can get them there and they weigh it like you do at a candy store when you get all the stuff of the candy and then you weigh the bas ba basket and they sell it by weight uh they have that there too so yes, uh, Mike Def even says curiously the Lego sets are easily findable, but that is it's a very good question. It's a very valid question, but I have not had uh, problems getting Lego sets. Now um, you might have to wait a little bit if you don't pre-order because, like the Nintendo one, I pre-ordered and I got it, um, and I, got, I had it shipped to me from Lego. I bought it off Lego store and I had gotten it or uh, ordered it ahead of time. Uh, and then it was about six months, but then I started seeing them on the shelf. So you might not be able to see it on the shelf on day one, but on like day 45 or 60 after the initial rush, uh, they'll, you'll see them on the shelf. All right, let's get to the heavy topic. Let's get to the heavy topic on this. 
A game has been delayed indefinitely because of current events. Uh, so Polygon reports that Nintendo has delayed the release of Switch game Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, uh, citing recent world events. Uh, unmistakably a reference to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the remastered remake is of the first two Advance Wars games was slated to arrive on Nintendo Switch on April 8th. The Twitter account for Nintendo said, quote, In light of recent world events, we have made the decision to delay Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which was originally scheduled to release on Nintendo Switch on April 8th. Please stay tuned for updates on a new release date, unquote. Uh, Nintendo's delay of the game, the game's uh, second, makes sense despite the colorful cartoonish presentation of the early Advance Wars games. Players engaged in turn-based battles using infantry, artillery, and vehicles like tanks and helicopters to conquer enemies and take control of cities and armories. While the Switch remakes of Advance Wars and Advance Wars 2 are rated E10 by the, uh, by the ESRB, for mild violence, the games seemingly feel inappropriate for the release in the current climate from Nintendo's perspective. And the a lot of the articles missed exactly why they're delaying it. Um, they talk about, you know, oh, it's about war and you use tanks. That's not why they're delaying it. Um... I forgot about this. It's been so long. I did get Advance Wars. Uh, but the plot of Advance Wars, or at least the first thing that happens in the Advance Wars uh, in the first game, is during the prologue, you are, uh, and I forget, like it's Orange something is your faction, Orange Star or something like that. And during the prologue, the Blue Moon Nation unprovokedly attacks you. Because they want to invade your territory because you're neighbors. The Blue Moon faction is essentially, it, they modeled it after the Soviet Union. They modeled it after Russia. So the game literally starts with Russia invading a neighboring territory unprovoked. So the reason they're delaying it is not because there's tanks or because there's war, because we've been in constant war for the past several decades and war games have come out. Uh, it's literally because the plot of the game is a little bit too close to reality right now. And so that's why they're delaying it. Uh, right now it is an indefinite delay. Apparently they have refunded people's money. They have pulled it. You know, if you pre-ordered, they refunded it. Who knows when it's going to come out? And there are a lot of people that are that are are not happy with this because they've been looking forward to the game. The game's already been delayed once. Uh, this remake was supposed to come out last year, but I think it would be insensitive for them to release it right now. And I understand that, like Call of Duty, still comes out, and we were still fighting the war on terror. And, uh, you know, other war games have come out while we've been fighting these wars. Uh, there have been wars around the world. Um, and people are like, what, what makes this different? It's literally because the plot of this game kind of mirrors reality a little bit too much. E3VL says, are they going to change the plot? I don't think they are because they're remaking an original, a, a title from 20 years ago. In fact... You want to know when the first game came out on, on, on Game Boy Advance? The first game, the Advance Wars, came out, its release date, September 10th, 2001. Needless to say, it was delayed in other territories that where, where it was straight, slated to come out after that, like the week later or the month later. And people are talking about games that were uh, delayed after after nine eleven. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Three was delayed after nine eleven. Um, that that was a big one that everybody remembers, and it, there were two reasons for that. Uh, the reason it was delayed it was at the main reason was because Rockstar Games was like a couple miles away from Ground Zero, so it kind of made it difficult for them to work, considering they were so close to everything. But also, there was a terrorism-related subplot, one of the missions, and they removed it out of the game. Several other games had um, 
you know, terrorism-related subplots that were removed. A lot of TV shows had things removed. The first Spider-Man movie of the the current Spider, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, had a trailer where he captured a helicopter in between the twin towers. That got pulled. That's gone. Um, a lot of TV shows that showed the twin towers they got delayed and pulled and stuff like that. So, uh, it, delaying media due to current events is not an unheard of concept. Um, and also remember, like. We can sit here and say, well, Call of Duty still came out when there were wars. Um, I don't know if you remember Six Days at Fallujah. Uh, Nobody wanted to publish it because it was about a current war. Whereas Call of Duty, as much as I don't, I personally don't care that much about for Call of Duty and don't care for it at all. uh, Call of Duty either is about historical events way far in the past or it kind of goes future tech. And it's not really as reminiscent about our current reality when they come out. Questbuster says it'd be interesting to see how a game like Valkyria Chronicles might have fared today since the major antagonist is literally called the East European Imperial Alliance, an autocratic empire that aggressively attacks the Atlantic Federation on an alt-Europe continent. And this will pass. Like, these games will come out again... um, you know, because like Advance Wars isn't literally about the current conflict. It's not like Six Days at Fallujah, but it will, you know, once this kind of ends, because this is not going to be an ongoing thing uh, that, that's going on. And hopefully it uh, it ends in a, in a way that's that I hope, uh, which is not the way it's going right now. Then we'll see this game, but we don't know when that's going to be. And, they're, and Nintendo's good for not putting a date in the future that they'll just have to delay again. Phoenix7726 says, Spec Ops The Line showed the use of white phosphorus, which the USA admits to using in 2004, 2008, and 2013. Spec Ops The Line is really interesting. I've never played it. But I have, like, read up about it and seen stuff about it. Spec Ops The Line is a really, really interesting game in the sense that it is sold to you as a, uh, you know, a military, rah-rah military shooter. But then, like, it takes a turn really early on and talks about, like, the horrors of war and all the horrible things that even the good guys do in war, and people just didn't expect it. It's really interesting use case uh, to look at in terms of storytelling and what video games can accomplish in storytelling. Uh, and Spec Off the Line does that. Um in the guise of being a rah-rah shooter. And it starts off as a rah-rah shooter, go America. Uh, but then it like it takes a turn pretty early on. And suddenly now you're learning about all these things that you really wouldn't know. And Questbuster says, uh, the line is incredible, solid game, but the story is especially well done. Speaking of games that are especially well done, uh, and a great, great deal. Uh, if you have an itch.io account, A, you should go buy uh, Loki's game from Orange Challenge Radio, Pixel Poops number two. It's on itch.io. It is not in this bundle. But uh, there is currently, and you've got four days left if you are watching here on the, on the, on the stream on Twitch, uh, there is a bundle for Ukraine. And so all of these games... Um, all proceeds will go to charity. It's a minimum $10 donation. Um, and the charities are going to the International Medical Corps and the Voices of Children. So the International Medical Corps provides medical assistance in the region. They have very low fundraising overhead, 1% of income, and with 89% of donations going to medical aid and 10% to administration. And the Voices of Children is a Ukrainian organization that helps children cope with the horrors of war, PTSD, readjusting to school, and getting back to being kids. They have also been doing a lot of grassroots impromptu work during this war, such as helping set up shelters uh, and the HIO. Uh, their hope is that this war will be over soon and they can begin the work of healing these kids' hearts. There are 1,000 games worth over $6,500 in here. Now, E3VL does want to note, 
No Steam codes. These are all the DRM-free versions that you download directly from the website, but there is now an itch.io launcher, if that's the kind of thing you like, uh, where everything's in the itch.io launcher and downloader and stuff like that. Or you can just download directly from the website. But there are a bunch of great games. Skatebirds in this. Uh, Crosscode, which uh, which was actually on Game Pass until very recently. Um, you know, a, a very good retro-inspired uh, action RPG is in there. Uh, and, and, and like a thousand other games. And uh, you can... Super Hot's in here. So if you don't have Super Hot yet... Uh, it, it's in here and there's a couple of games if you got, so if you, between this and the, uh, bundle for racial equality and racial justice that was, uh, in, in summer of 2020, you probably have most of the itch.io library in your account. Uh, some of these are in the same, um, are, are, are in both bundles. So, you, so you're going to get some duplicates, but some aren't, uh, Baba is you in this bundle. I remember seeing this at GDQ where you're trying to solve puzzles by putting words together that change what things are. Uh, so it's a real interesting one. Um, so check this out. It's over at itch.io. It's called the bundle for Ukraine. I'd say the URL, but there's like a numbers and stuff in there. So, uh, and they've actually just beat their goal. Uh, in the past hour, because I looked at this and they hadn't beat their goal, they were looking to raise $5 million and they have raised five million and thirteen thousand dollars and they have four days to go so um the top contribution somebody contributed uh nine thousand dollars for this bundle there have been uh 348,000 or almost 349,000 people bought this bundle the average contribution is fourteen dollars and 37 cents i did it for um uh, i did twenty dollars because you can pay what you want the minimum is 10 i did 20 um so uh so, yeah, and uh, I did not know about this, but uh, I want to plug this as well. Let me take a look at this in another window. Uh, so there is another bundle that Rob Roberts wants to po uh, point out also on itch.io, and uh, it is uh, the TTRPG, tabletop RPGs for trans rights in Texas. Uh, so this one has about 300 creators and it's because of a lot of the recent legislation that's going on in texas right now uh proceeds from the bundle are uh, benefiting the transgender education network of texas and the organization latina de trans de in, te in tejas uh, my spanish pronunciation isn't the best i apologize mike deft please forgive me um tent support uh, the first one tent supports gender diverse equality in texas through educated efforts on an individual community corporate and legislative level they also provide emergency relief fund grants to trans people in need and then the second one is a trans-centered trans-run nonprofit that focuses on creating safe spaces for trans gender non-conforming and intersex texans they provide shelter space both long and short-term residences gender and name change legal aid and other community building services for trans people uh, so this looks like it is um, more uh, like tabletop RPGs. So I don't know how many video games, uh, computer games are in here. Uh, but these are, you know, you can print out on your on your, on your your own uh, and stuff. And they're doing pretty well. They're looking for $420,000. Uh, and they are at $330,000 raised. And there's 21 days left for that one. So uh, check that out as well if you have a... Um, if you have a, an HIO account. Uh, so it looks like it's a $5 minimum and uh, it's about $2,800 worth of stuff is in this bundle. There's 300 creators participating in it. So check, check that out as well. Both of the links to these are going to be in the show notes uh, over at fognetwork.com uh, or I'm sure you can go into our discord fognetwork.com slash discord. And you've, I know that we've already shown the Ukraine one. Hopefully Rob has posted the one about the trans rights in Texas one in there uh, that I didn't actually see until he posted in chat. And that's why I have a live chat here at fognetwork.com. And, and Mike Def says I am forgiven for my Spanish pronunciation. Gracias. Questbuster says about the trans rights in Texas bundle. Uh, this is a really wild bundle. I've only started to go through it. I bought it early today. It has everything from tile sets for game creation to TTRPG materials to throwing bricks at giant buildings. So there's a lot of stuff in here. A lot of great stuff on itch.io. If you really want to see where like kind of the grassroots indie games are, uh, itch.io is where they're at. And Techmaster Games... That's Loki from Orange Sonic Radio. He's got a Nintendo game, an NES game, 
Pixel Poops number two. You can get it on there. Uh, and you get the NES file uh, that you can run in in uh, very specific emulators. He lists which one. Or you, if you have uh, an EverDrive, you can put it on an EverDrive uh, and and get and play it on actual hardware that way. And also, one last thing before I go to music break, um, I just brought up the EverDrive, and I just thought of that of this. Uh, the NES and the N sixty four EverDrives, at least, were made uh, or are primarily made by a uh, a user, and I think it's Crix is how you pronounce it, but it's K R I K S S or something like that. Uh, he's Ukrainian, and uh, he did post uh, last week or earlier this week that he and his family have made it out of Ukraine. Uh, they were hiding out in their basement for several weeks, uh, but and they were, he actually posted that he was you know hearing war all around him. But it looks like him and his family have gotten out of Ukraine. Uh, so, um, thinking of of them and and all of all of you out there who maybe have. Uh, family that are affected, or if you're affected by this, as well as people who are in Russia who maybe don't share the sentiments of the government in what they're doing, because I know that they are also hurting a lot right now because, A, they don't agree with what they're doing because a lot of them have friends and family in Ukraine, but also the economic sanctions are coming in hard um, and, you know, access to things is being restricted. Uh, A lot of things that maybe they're, they're really much, they're very into um, since the uh, Iron Curtain fell in the 90s and Western civilization entered into the, the post-Soviet Russia, they've gotten used to a lot of Western uh, things, and now a lot of those are getting taken away, including video games. I haven't been covering those all that much, but um, I know it sucks, and I know it's hard, especially if you don't agree with what your con- country is doing. Uh, it sucks that you have to also pay the price for it. Uh, so Questbuster says he was talking about the Ukraine bundle, uh, not the tabletop one. I thought it was TTRPG stuff. Um, so I apologize for that, Questbuster. Rob Roberts says, uh, you know, uh, I think it's neat that HIO is filling the space of the mega super bundles for charity since Humble Bundle has gone a little more commercial since they were acquired. And the thing about this, the nice thing about this is these bundles are not actually run by HIO. These bundles are actually started by other companies or other things. So um, Necrosoft Games actually is running the bundle for Ukraine. Uh, so HIO isn't doing it. Humble Bundle was running is running the Humble Bundle but, uh, ones. But uh, HIO just lets you host bundles. And there was like even like a bundle for Georgia. Uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia State developers like just... More for for developers, not a, not a charity bundle. But there was a bundle for that that I was showing about. Um, and then uh, an indie dev artist, uh, Rue, they uh, are the ones who made the trans rights bundle. So these are just itch.io allows them to uh, host these bundles on their service, and itch.io takes a little bit of a cut, but then all the proceeds based on. Uh, the person who host is making the bundle on the HIO service, they're still the ones sending all the proceeds. And Phoenix seven seventy six says, "Wait, do they make uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, Necrosoft? I mean, um, I don't know if they do. It's not on HIO. The only game they have is Gunhouse. Is the only game they have on HIO. Um, so I do not believe it is. No, it, it's they're not the Crypt of the Necro Dancer people." So I'm going to take a quick music break, and then uh, we'll be back to talk about uh, anything else going on in the gaming industry. You're participating with The Bobby Blackwell Show. You're in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Wait, you don't know Kamoshida? Are you for real? For real? For real? For real? What up, everybody? This is Max Middleman, voice of Saitama and One Punch Man, Ryuji in Persona 5, King in Seven Deadly Sins, and a whole host of other characters. You are participating in the Bobby Black Wolf Show. Get it? For real? For real. For real? For real? For real? For real? I got accepted into Dragon Con as a... uh as an attending professional, once again, uh, my name's not on the website yet, 
but it will be. They, they've they've confirmed my confirmation. Uh, so Rob's up on the website. They got him up. Uh, but uh, I, I will be there, and uh, maybe I'll get to actually, like, interview people again for real. It'll be nice. Hopefully everything stays stays normal. If you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to be uh, a voice actor. Uh, all you got to do is uh, I, I either need audio with of just your voice or video of you and just your voice. I will choose what DMCA violation I'll put underneath uh, and, uh, and saying that you're coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show. And uh, Questbuster says that uh, Max Middleman, he voices a new character in Genshin Impact during his story quest. I was waiting to see if he'd say for real. Yeah, he wouldn't. He, he's not going to say that. Not That's a Ryuji thing for real. Uh, so sometimes I do take calls. Uh, I was kind of running a little long on this, so that's why I didn't call for it. But we do have a green room voice chat channel in our uh, discord, and that's where you can be in during the music break. And then I can pull you in. Uh, but we don't really have time for that tonight. So uh, we are going to go talk about what's coming up next here on the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash fog network. It's Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. Uh, and uh, we like to check in with them to see what's going on there. Uh, so, um, while we wait for discord to start up here, so, uh, Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? I I am doing well. So I want to say, I want to congratulate you, uh, because I've been watching, uh, I, I see your socials and I saw your picture and all the stuff about yesterday. Uh, for those on, on my podcast that don't know, Rob, uh, you were able to host something live events are back and you hosted, uh, in Sacramento for a horror, it was a horror film fest. I'll let you talk about in a second, but with a big special guest and you looked amazing in the pictures that you showed and it sounds like it went really well. So congratulations. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing. Um, yeah. So like you mentioned, you know, um, live things are, uh, are back with precautions, but Mm -hmm. live things are, you know, starting to come back. And, um, this year, you know, I feel like there's been a lot of pent up energy from not having live events for a couple of years that, you know, the producers here locally are really trying to go big with some events. So I've been fortunate, you know, the past couple of months, you might remember back in January, I hosted um, a discussion with uh, celebrities from the show Twin Peaks. Uh, we had some of the folks uh, from that uh, that were here in Sacramento. We did a screening of Fire Walk with me. But anyway, um, last night, um, it's, it's interesting because it's not exactly horror, but the, the love horror banner sort of covers cult movies the way. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because a lot of people know this about me. I I always joke I don't like horror movies. I actually I actually do. I don't like gory movies. There's a yeah. huge difference. I love Vincent Price, Elvira, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion at Disney, like the campy horror. Yeah. You know, when horror is more implied, I think horror is great. When horror is like those Saw movies, or they, I, I I don't care for it as much. Yeah. But um, that umbrella sort of also encompasses um, uh, cult movies. And I got brought into the fold from my participation with like Rocky Horror back in the day. <laughs> so anyway, I know this is a long explanation, but it's to help you uh, understand why John Waters was the guest of honor last night uh, here in Sacramento with his speaking tour, False Negative. Um, and I had the distinct honor of getting to introduce him as I was also hosting the drag show that they were doing in his honor after the event. Um, so we had some uh, uh, drag liberties uh, throughout Northern California that were performing all uh, themed uh, like for his movies and things like that. And he's uh, a very, of course, I, I would hope everybody knows the movie Hairspray. It's probably his most well-known movie. Um that they did then made a musical out of that they made another movie out of. So mm-hmm. I'm talking the, the the one he made was the one with Ricky Lake and divine, not the John Travolta one. Although that would, that was fine too. Um, he also directed movies like serial mom, uh, polyester pink flamingos was a huge cult movie and very, very, um, very envelope pushing. We'll put it at that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's horror in its own way. Uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, so I, um, I got to work with John a little bit and uh, help him get what he needed, and um, it was it was a fantastic experience. And yep. thank you, thank you for the thank you for that. Um, it's been a great year for hosting as that sort of stuff comes back. Mm-hmm. I have another like it's just it's weird. I have all these bucket list things going on, and it's it's awesome. I have another bucket list show in two weeks. Um, we're doing Clue the movie. We actually have one of the actresses from Clue, uh, Leslie Ann Warren, Miss Scarlet, is going to be in attendance. And Leslie Ann Warren was also 
believe she was Oscar nominated for Victor Victoria. And I think um, she was uh, Mission Impossible back in the day. So a lot of people, a lot of people know her from uh, other yeah. other stuff, too. But Clue, Clue is where she lives in my heart. But uh, no, congratulations on all that. I also noticed like you have like a professional photo that was taken and you were part of like the ad stuff. So I'm like, I know him. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. We had uh, professional photos taken at the um, a burle- last burlesque variety show and they came out great. The photographer mm-hmm. was so good. Uh, yeah, I was really happy with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I noticed that you uh, have you picked up that uh, that bundle on uh, on HIO the ones that you were posting about the trans rights or is that something that that you've heard a lot about because that's the first time I've heard of it was when you posted it. I heard about it on social media and it made me think about that. Oh, like itch.io is kind of like the comment you had addressed earlier. Mm-hmm. Like itch.io is kind of starting to fill that void for, you know, when people want to um, get a, get a lot of video games and help out with the charity as well. Like we used to do with humble bundle. Right. But then, you know, no, I'm not trying to dog on a humble bundle, but I think we know they got bought and a lot of their principles changed. And we mm-hmm. all know the issues that they had with the sliders. I'm not saying don't support humble bundle, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that I think we see it's not quite i think what a lot of us enjoyed about that site in the first place so here we are with indie creators being very punk rock indie creators creating their own bundles as you mentioned it's not even really a part of itch.io it's just itch.io kind of facilitates it it's uh it's great um I must confess, I have not bought either bundle yet, although um, I plan to, just as uh, previously stated, I had a little bit of a busy week. (laughs) A little little bit of a busy week. Um, So, And I also noticed you went a little bit more uh, this week into the No Man's Sky expedition. I watched that a little bit. Um, Are you getting to the grindy parts yet? Is that what, what you're getting into? I think so. I think I might play a little bit off stream. I don't know. I, I you know, honestly, I uh, for a Friday night, I was really pleased that there were actually people that wanted to watch. So I might just do the grindy stuff on stream. We'll see. Um, but we were. Yeah, there's uh, a couple grinds you have to do towards the end. You have to do reputation with Explorers Guild and that can take some time. Mm-hmm. Hobbies, sometimes that means killing animals. No. That's what they want you to do. No. I don't know why, but it's it. Look, they put it in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's that's it. Uh, but then, like, uh, digging up ancient bones. But the good news is, when we left off on the last stream, we were in a galaxy with a planet that had ancient bones on it. So um, we're right there. So uh, that shouldn't take too long, I hope. So once you're done with that, there's a new shiny that you should know about and not a Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, okay. On Game Pass, just released Guardians of the Galaxy. And even if you're oh, not. that's right. Even if no, you're not. I wanted to check it out. Yeah. I am like I was like because I knew like they got best narrative and stuff. Uh, yeah, check it out. Like I I started it and I'm like you know seven hours later I'm like you know I just got into chapter five and I'm like oh I guess I got to go eat now. Like and and it actually does do the dialogue really well. Like it is. I didn't like I I heard that it was great, but I it still didn't prepare me for how good the narrative is. And uh, S.J. Runner Matt even says, uh, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy is amazing. I knew it was good. Didn't realize it was this good. It can be very difficult to please you, Bobby Blackwell. I know. So this is quite the endorsement yes. of the game. Is, is there a Bobby Blackwell yes. mode? Yes, are you, there is. Are you a, able to? Yes, oh, there is, story mode exists. Uh, doesn't mean I haven't died. So it's not, you know, it, but but yes. And, you know, a lot of sometimes when I've died, it's been, you know, like some of the platforming segments or I'm trying to, you know, do do some of that stuff but no it, there, there it is needs a to be a mode. little bit of difficulty yes. you need, it needs to be more than push a to win yes. yeah yeah then it is definitely not push a to win uh but you know it, it's it makes it easier to go through because i i am like okay i want to get through the fight so i can get to the next dialogue stuff because they'll just start having conversations with each other while you're walking around and if you just stand there and wait they'll start having conversations and walk up and you know if you just sit on the ship, they'll just start walking around and start arguing with each other, the other characters, and then go off and and stuff. And and I'm totally okay with it being not the same actors from the movie. Like this is a different Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the same. One of characters. those actors is literally everywhere, and yes. honestly, it's time to let somebody else play a part. Yes. <laughs> and as Sheridan Matt says, and the cheesy '80s soundtrack as well. And Tiger Claw even says the Rick rolls in there. Yeah, no, they've it's got like this really long, great '80s soundtrack. But 
it also has if you don't want that stuff there's the unlicensed there's the uh the non-licensed track so if you're streaming they created a whole hair band album from a band named Star Lord which is how Star Lord got his name and it's like you even started off and you have the CD thing and it's got all the lyrics in the liner notes and you can just sit there for 45 minutes listening to the album reading the lyrics on the liner notes and it's all in that. the game and great. No, so, I can't wait to check it out. Thank yeah. gosh for I not not to sound too um corporate, but um thank gosh for Game Pass. Yeah. I think it's such a they're doing such a bang up job with it. I'm so excited. The only thing that makes me sad is that oops, because I have been so busy, oops, I never did get to finish near Automata and yep. um rip. Yep. So you know, that's gone now. Hopefully hopefully it'll come back. Yeah. Or I'll just have to suck it up and buy it on a sale. Yeah. Um so yeah, so so definitely Check that out when you're done with your expedition, because it'll still be there. Finish your expedition, and then really check out Guardians of the Galaxy. What else are you going to be talking about on Orange Launch Radio tonight? I will cue that up. Uh, so we're going to talk. Oh, PlayStation had a state of play event. So we got to uh, roll down some of the highlights from that. Um, I know uh, over in chat, Tiger Claw loves his uh, Ninja Turtles. And uh, there was quite the Ninja Turtles announcement yeah. uh, that came out of that. So I, I even I, I, even if you're not into Ninja Turtles, it's like, OK, that's quite the collection that's on its way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess this is what Konami does now. But when they do it right, it's hard to be too upset about it. So uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, also, I uh, Dark Soccer has a story tonight about an acquisition that I, I swear was rumored a couple months ago, but it is official. It's, you know, we've had Sony buy somebody recently. Microsoft's mm-hmm. bought somebody recently. Uh, now Atari has bought somebody. We'll talk about that. No, it's not Intellivision. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that about still this still to be determined. I, I'm kind of sad yeah. about this one. And also, I've talked about, like, the rumored part of this, like, because they, they announced their intention a couple months ago, and I talked about it. Uh, and then now it's actually happened. So that's why the news is here now. Orange Sounds Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. <laughs> no longer a rumor. It's actual news. Yes. And now Bobby can talk about it. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Uh, so that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, right here at the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Pod Culture asks, who is Vogue going to buy? Uh, we haven't made money yet. So, uh, yeah, we, 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 somebody would probably come in and buy us. We're not in debt, but we don't exactly have money to, to buy other things. Don't know what we're going to do about that. Uh, so yeah, so you can join us here next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come join us live, interact with the show directly. I'm over at Twitter, Bobby Blackwolf. Uh, I have a TikTok that I don't use all that much, but I did put up a TikTok video of my arcade room set to some Rush music. So you can check that out. Uh, and I, I also put it up on my Twitter and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so, so you can check that out. I'm there. Uh, and I even streamed on Twitch this week on my personal channel, Bobby Blackwolf, because the Indiana Jones table, uh, the pinball adventure got ad- added to pinball FX three, the original 1992, I want to say Williams table. Uh, and it was a $15 table by itself on pinball FX three on steam. And uh, it's it's also going to be coming to the new pinball effects that's on Epic Games that's running in Unreal. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it costs that much because it's the Indiana Jones license, it's the Harrison Ford voice likeness and physical likeness, and Harrison Ford did not make the same mistake with Indiana Jones that he made with Star Wars and not get all that uh, written in, 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 in ironclad in his contract. So I'm sure that's what all that was about. Uh, but I played it on my stream over at twitch.tv slash Bobby Blackwolf. Uh, but if you like this show, tell a friend. If you hate this show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this work uh, without the help of the chatters, which this is how we get big enough to, to buy dinner, because that's about all we're going to buy. Thank you, VXJSNXP, for that. Well, we can buy dinner, maybe. Uh, but I do want to thank Paleo and Amaya for your resubscription. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, and Paleo and Amaya said, no daylight savings time here. Show is one hour earlier. I hope... I hope that uh, around here, Florida's trying to do this, and I'm in Georgia, so Florida does it, Georgia will do it too. And there's a lot of things I don't want Florida to do. This is one thing I want Florida to do. Florida's trying to push for uh, permanent daylight savings time, so the sun is up later in the afternoon. Because I'm not a morning person. I'm not awake in the morning, and I would much rather 
the sun be up later at night instead of the sun going down at like 4.30 or 5.30. Uh, and Florida wants to do it because of all the parks in Orlando. They want more daylight so people stay in the parks later. Anyway, I'm glad the show is one hour earlier for you because, yes, we, we lost our hour this morning. And Dark Soccer, we resubscribed. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we did get Doovy the Groovy followed uh, a couple hours before we went live tonight. So thank you so much for the new follow uh, and, and all the support. But also thank you for you. Thank thank you to you for watching or listening or lurking or however it is that you interact uh, actively or passively with the show. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, so I will see you next week. Um, I'm not retiring, so I can't unretire and break the Internet right before my show. So uh, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.